Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Strength is more than just a physical appearance, it's how you feel on the inside. Lauren Fisher. My name is Jay Fansom, and you guys are listening to episode 32 of the Storybox podcast with the one and the only strong Lauren Fisher. Well, guys, I want to say welcome so much back to the Storybox podcast. I kid you not, I'm super grateful for you all in supporting all the episodes so far. So if you are a new listener or a returning listener, I just want to say welcome. Today, guys, I have Lauren Fisher on the show. Now, if you don't know who Lauren is, she's a seven-time CrossFit Games competitor. She's done four individual appearances, three in teams as well. Now, a little bit of a backstory for you. If you don't know who Lauren Fisher is, she's one of the best-known names in the CrossFit space for going on a very long time now, dating back to her impressive debut at the NorCal Regionals in 2012. Since then, she's collected a top 10 finish at the Games in 2014, a first-place finish at the Cal- California Regionals in 2016. And like I said before, she's done seven overall games appearances, which I think is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's it's very, very difficult, I don't know if you know, to actually get to the CrossFit Games in the first place. And Lauren has done it seven times. In 2018, Lauren took on a whole new challenge, leaving her usual West Coast stomping grounds to move to Dubai and compete in the Meridian Regional. The result, she got a podium finish and another trip to Madison. A year later, she shook things up again, rejoining Team Invictus on their road to a podium finish. They came third overall at the 2019 Games. Lauren got into CrossFit when she was a high school basketball player. It seemed to pay off because as her team won back-to-back California State Championships, she then fell in love with Olympic weightlifting as well. She had quite a natural talent for it too, which led her to pursue that sport competitively as well as making appearances at American Open and Junior Pan Am Championships with Team USA, which is quite an achievement. She's a rogue athlete. She's also sponsored by Nike too. Now, she's built up quite an amazing following on her own personal social media account with 1.2 million followers. More than that, Lauren is an entrepreneur. She started her own community and business called Grown Strong, which endeavors to help young and older women as well realize that they are strong within themselves more than just the outside appearance, which I think, once again, is another incredible feat of achievement for Lauren. It is amazing to see someone like Lauren actually striving to make an impact in other people's lives with her her following. And I was really appreciative of Lauren coming on and sharing her story. We got to unbox 
it a little bit more than what, what um, all the other podcasts that she's been on did. And I really appreciated that. She was quite honest with all her all her answers to my questions. I wanted to know her why. I wanted to know her how, uh, her mindset going into the CrossFit Games, what made her go back each time, uh, how Grown Strong actually came, came about, the idea behind that, um, her great, greatest feat of achievement. So figuring out, okay, she's got all these um, – Feats of achievement, you could call them. What is What would she see as her greatest of them all? And it was interesting to hear her answer. What is success for her? Like she's had a lot of success, you could say, over her CrossFit career. And we get to talking about what real strength actually looks like. She's quite an amazing, once again, uh, definition that she comes up with too. So you, I know you guys are going to love this episode. So without me continuing on, Let's dive into the story box and hear the amazing, strong Lauren Fisher's story. My goodness, Lauren Fisher, welcome so much to the Storybox podcast. Thank you, Jay. That's a long list of accomplishments. It is. And I haven't even begun to mention your, you began, you founded this uh, community called Grown Strong, which mm-hmm. is a, a, a community based on building strong, confident women leading around this grown strong lifestyle a lifestyle that is embodied by hard work discipline and an attitude that we are never willing to compromise on things that you truly want you work in the gym to lead out out of the gym i love that saying so mm-hmm. can you, can you tell me before we get stuck into you've had a lot of success over your i would say crossfit career and even with you starting your business too because it's become quite a, a well-known community. What do you define success as in your life? Well, Jay, just starting off really deep. Uh, yep. <laughs> success within my life. I mean, it's so hard to measure success, but for me, it's just daily getting better, making progress day in and day out. Like it might just be small. And I know this is one thing I preach to like all the women in the grown strong community. If we can just be 1% better every single day, that's all that matters. There might be days when you go into the gym and you just feel tired and you don't feel like you got anything out of it. But at the end of the day, that was better than staying home, being lazy on the couch. And so I think just every day, if we can be 1% better, it slowly adds up over time. And and then you build to become the best version of yourself. And so consistency, I think is key to success. I love that. And you spoke a little, you touched on laziness for a little bit there. Why for some people, it might be hard to get off the couch and actually go and go to the gym and they might not feel like sense of motivation and they might actually feel lazy. How do you, I guess for yourself, how do you motivate yourself? What inspires you to get yourself up and go to the gym? I think again, just remembering your why. So like, why do I want to be one of the top CrossFit Games athletes in the world? Like, why am I doing this? And I think for me, I always just, it didn't actually start out this reason, but now it kind of, my why has gradually changed over time. And I just see that I have a huge platform to be an inspiration to others. And I just want to show that like, if you truly believe and are passionate about what you do, like you can accomplish anything in life. And so that's what motivates me to get out of bed every single day is the fact that I know there's someone out there who's inspired by my own journey. And if I just stay home and don't do anything, and then all of a sudden I just feel 
almost lazy to myself. I feel lazy to others who are following me. And I really just want to continue um, to keep growing my platform because I know there's someone out there who's being inspired by me. Mm. Speaking about purpose for a little bit and going back to sort of more your, your, when it all started for you, why did you choose CrossFit specifically? So, I mean, it all started when I was 13 years old. So that was 13 years ago. I mean, you met, uh, you read off that long list of things and you would think by now I'd be a lot older, but yeah, I'm only 26 years old. And I started CrossFit because of my two older brothers were doing it and they took me to the gym one day and I immediately got hooked. Like, I love that feeling of competitiveness, like inside a workout, you weren't really competing against others. You were competing against yourself to be faster, to lift heavier weights. And like, I just loved how it was constantly changing every single day. Like you never got bored. And so you always just like look forward to going to the gym to get a good workout in. And for me, that's kind of what drew me to CrossFit. Like I love that feeling of competitiveness. We always this strong woman uh, on the outside and internally, or did you have to build that over, over time? Definitely over time. I mean, just struggling from like elementary school to like high school. I was always like in elementary school, I was always one of the tomboys. Mm. Um, obviously growing up with three older brothers, I played a bunch of sports and basketball was my main sport. So you'd actually catch me wearing like a baggy shirt, baggy shirt, baggy shorts, all of that. And then, um, I kind of grew out of that phase a little bit. And then in elementary school, that's when, or high school, that's when I got into CrossFit and I got made fun of for doing CrossFit. A lot of boys said I was too muscular for them. They didn't like the way I looked. They called me the CrossFitter. They said I was on steroids. And for me as a teenager, that was so hard. And one of the hardest stages in my life because I loved CrossFit. And at the time I didn't really have a dream to go on to be like a CrossFit games athlete or to accomplish anything that I did. Like I just really enjoyed it. And for me, I wanted to be a WNBA basketball player. So I was like, I'm not going to listen to them like this, like doing CrossFit is going to help me achieve those goals because I'm getting stronger, um, faster for basketball, all of this. And so definitely was not ingrained into me. And it's been just something that I've had to build over time to learn to not listen to others. And I think that's definitely carried over to now, um, just being where I am in my life uh, with business and Mm. with CrossFit still. So speaking about that a little bit more about this negativity aspect that is associated with women and CrossFit, because I've heard about it so many times and I just think it's, it's wrong that you, you shouldn't shame a woman for wanting to do something that she's passionate about um, just because of the, the outward appearance. You know, it's, it's almost like we judge people based on the way they look rather than what's in, internal. And I think that's completely wrong. So how do you, for someone that is struggling with all this negativity in their mind, because the mind is such a powerful tool and it always starts in here. How do you, I guess, manage or how did you manage uh, all that negativity? Did you just work harder or did you just tell them off? Uh, It's one of those things where you just, I think for me, my parents ingrained that strong mentality. Again, I grew up with three older brothers and just from the beginning, I was that girl, like I, my brothers would literally push me in the bushes, treat me as one of them. And I think I told this story, uh, the other day on a podcast where like I was uh, playing basketball with my brothers and they threw me into the bushes and I went inside to my mom and I was crying. And my mom was like, Lauren, either you can stay in here and keep crying or you can go out there and stop crying, wipe away your tears and go out there and play with the boys. So like there I was just going out there, um, 
stop my crying and play with the boys. And it's just something that like, you just have to handle it. Like you can't let other people tell you how to dictate your own life. Like you just have to be stronger than them. And I think that's kind of how this whole grown strong mantra came about is like, I want to show other women like, yeah, you have dreams, you have all these inner passions, inner desires, and to just keep going after what you believe in and not let anyone tell you you can't do something because you're a woman or you look a certain way. Do you have any mentors in your life currently that have sort of helped you develop the kind of woman that you are today? So, I mean, it's just been something I've been very lucky, just the amount of people I've been surrounded by. But obviously, my parents have built this um, into me just from like very young at a very young age. And so I'm grateful for my parents instilling in me all these heart, like the hard work ethic, all of it. And Mm -hmm. so on top of that, just like the other women I surround myself by, like when I moved to San Diego state or when I moved to San Diego and I went to San Diego state university and I started training at Crossed Invictus, uh, the women that I was surrounded by were a little bit older than me, but they were so passionate and they just showed me how to be a strong woman. And I'm so grateful for her name was Nicole DeHart. She was one of my like longtime training partners and also Heather Hippensteel. And so I think that I just constantly been surrounded by women who show us that like, yeah, you can do things if you set your mind to it. And so just, I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to anyone is to surround yourself by others who are going to lift you up Mm. uh, and you can't get anywhere by yourself. That's good. I I like that. So I have, this is a like two part of question. So speaking about strong women and what real strength actually looks like within a woman or out for a woman, basically, what do you believe real strength is for a woman and what is a true leader? So how can women lead with their strength? If that makes sense. Wow. These are deep questions. Jay. <laughs> uh, strength to me, again, this is something that I like preach over and over with grown strong. And it's actually something I've heard so many women talk about when I ask, like, what does grown strong mean to you? And for so many girls, like strength is being strong physically, mentally, and emotionally. Like it's not just, again, it's not just being strong inside the gym, but it's being strong outside of the gym. So in your daily life, like, are you a mother of three kids and you have to be a role model for them? And so strength is more than just physical appearance. It's how you feel like on the in, like inside. And then to answer your question about how to be a true leader, I think anyone can be a true leader. Like I think a mom, I think um, someone who is in college, maybe a high school student, someone who's working a nine to five job, I think they can all be their own leader in their day-to-day prep profession. I think it's about showing others like, Hey, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to like, just believe in what I do and be passionate. And I think if you just can be a humble and nice person, that's going to make other people in this world better. And I think that's a true leader to me. I love that because it, it kind of reminds me of someone once told me, he's like, Jay, everyone can be a leader. The choice is you can either be a good one or a bad one. I just love that. Mm-hmm that thought because, you know, it all comes down to a choice, whether or not we actually want to strive to become a good leader, a positive role model, which you are for a lot of young women. And even I I guess guys looking up to you and what you've been able to accomplish with your platform and with your actual career as well. I remember when 
I watched all the CrossFit Games, um, the documentaries, and I saw all the women on there that were just powerhouses. And I'm just like, I can't even do that myself. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. It's almost like it gives you motivation to do more at the same time. And it's just one of those incredible things. I think it's like, I'm, I'm humbled and, and, um, and I guess you could, you could also say I was inspired as well by what you were able to achieve with Invictus, with the actual gains, because is there any, for you, is there any like momentous moment for you in, in the CrossFit games that it was too hard like one of the actual events that you that you had to you had to do because i remember when i got into crossfit it was murph that got me hooked back mm-hmm. in 2016 and that that almost damn near killed me but i can't i can only imagine what it was like in in crossfit when when you when you started what was the worst i guess um event for you do you remember Worst event for me. I mean, man, there could be so many bad events at the CrossFit Games. Honestly, if I were to say one like bad event that I did not like, it would be the the marathon row we had to do because that was just straight brutal, straight mental for like two and a half hours sitting on a rower, no music. Well, they had like just light music playing, but just being like by yourself. And it was just something like you just had to like set these small goals, like, Hey, I'm going to keep rowing this pace until a thousand meters, like just playing these own games inside your head. And so for me, that's like one of the events that sticks out to me as like not my favorite event, but I think, uh, one that definitely stands out to me as like being really tough and really challenging, probably would have to been the triple three in 2014. Uh, it was three, we started with 3000 meter row, 300 double unders, three mile run. This was my first games as an individual in 2014. I was 19 or 20 years old. And I think they even have it on camera where I said that I tied my shoes too tight. And literally I was almost in pain during the event because my feet could not breathe. And after that event, I literally had to like take my shoes off because it was so hot in Carson. And I was like completely done. But it was like one of those things I had to just like keep pushing through. And like for me that I always bring up that event because I just remember it was like such a rookie mistake. (laughs) in my rookie year, like where I tied my shoelaces too tight and it was painful. Um, but if we were to look at something that was like mentally hard in my career, it probably would have have to been 2015. I sprained my ankle two weeks before regionals. And obviously 2013, I qualified for the CrossFit games on the team. We took, I think seventh place. And then in 2014, my rookie year, I took ninth place at 19 years old. And then 2015, obviously everyone was saying, Hey, Lauren Fisher is going to podium this year at games. Like there was so many expectations. I was now like in the spotlight And for me, that was just such a tough year. Like all of a sudden I started getting sponsorship deals and all of it. And then two weeks before regionals, literally on the second to last rope climb, I was practicing the workout. Tommy V landed on the rope, sprained my ankle. And then for a week I was completely out, like just devastated, like just mentally, emotionally, all of it. And I like went on to compete at regionals, but I took 12th place. And just like that, 
Like I was completely out. Like my fiance had also like bombed uh, the handstand pushup workout when he was sitting in second place. So he went on to not qualify as well. And just both of us walked away from that, like feeling like so sad and so bummed. And obviously that next day you just feel almost a little bit of depression and just like, wow, your season just ends like that. And so I think that is like one of the biggest things that stands out to me. And then the following year, I went on to win the California regionals. Wow. So you ended up proving everyone wrong anyway, the year after. Yeah. It just shows that it just shows that any setbacks in life are only going to make you stronger. And so what might seem like the worst thing to happen right now, it's like only going to bring that fire inside of you and make you come back stronger. You found that it, did it build your work ethic a little bit more? I mean, that was something that it definitely, I mean, I was, I've always been a hard worker, but I just came back with a fire. Like I wanted to work even harder this year. And so I just remember like I was just training even harder than ever to come back and just prove that, Hey, like I belong at the CrossFit games. Like I'm one of the best, like best women to be competing in the sport. And so, yeah, I like wanted to come back working harder than ever. Mm. You mentioned there for a moment that there was all this pressure around you the sponsorship deals, people wanted you to win and become the podium podium lady and, and get gold at the games. But what were you feeling when all that went down? Like it was all very, very quick, I can imagine. But what was going through your mind with all the pressures, with all the anxiety, the fear, all that sort of stuff? Can you, can you share a little bit about if you remember? Um, it's so far back now, but honestly, I just remember that whole year, like I got sponsored by Nike, by Rogue, like Progenics, all these big, like big deals. And then on top of that, uh, they were filming me for like day in the life, like on YouTube. And so I was just like definitely in the spotlight and everyone talked about Lauren Fisher, Lauren Fisher, this Lauren Fisher, that, and it can be so hard on someone who's so young and you just have this pressure that you need to perform constantly. And on top of that, that was when social media was kind of up and coming. So like you had to be posting more and rather than just like training. And so all this like peer pressure just kind of stacked up in to one and then as soon as I hurt my ankle just like the whole world came apart like I was just mentally devastated like I remember just like crying for literally that whole night that I sprained my ankle because I'm like my season is done like it's over but if looking back like it's one year I've been to the CrossFit Games now four years after that. And so I think for anyone who feels like maybe their season might come to an end due to an injury, like just remember it is only one year and like, you're just gonna, again, it's maybe a blessing in disguise and who knows, then you're going to even work harder to come back after that. Mm, that's good. And you ended up starting this community, this business for, called Grown Strong. Can you share a bit about how that all got started and and what were the challenges initially with starting that business? Yeah, so I started Grown Strong back in 2014, wow. six years ago. Um, it wasn't officially like a business. It was more just a hobby and a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. I started selling some apparel at Crossing Invictus with Grown Strong on it. And I just started preaching like this lifestyle, this mantra that 
like the way I lived my life. Like I grew up again with three older brothers. They pushed me around. And for that, like I grew up stronger and I wanted to inspire others to be grown strong. Um, I feel like it can be so much more than me as a person, Lauren Fisher. I feel like anyone can relate to that mantra grown strong. And so that's when started that in 2014. And then it's always just been kind of a hobby on uh, Instagram. Actually, the hashtag, I guess, had only like 300 hashtags and all of a sudden it literally in all my posts, you would see me hashtag grown strong. And then other people started like getting onto it. And now it's built over to 20,000 hashtags. Um, and I think recently about two years ago is when I was like, Hey, I should take control of this. Like it's more than just a hobby. And obviously being so young, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, I was still able to sell some apparel, but obviously not taking much control. And then recently we just launched our own fitness program. And so I feel like fitness has been such a huge part of my life. And I want women who are scared by high intensity training, uh, by lifting weights to really show like, Hey, you can lift weights. You can do this. Like it's not intimidating because I think so many women still get intimidated by a CrossFit gym. And so through our training, I really want to make it approachable for women of all ages and to show like, Hey, I know like you guys live a normal life. And so like just making our training for everyone. What would you say to a young person or a young woman wanting to start their own business and their own I guess, fitness program and and just really get into that space. What would you say to them? I would say to them, like, go for it. I know, honestly, you can't be scared to go after anything in life. If you're too scared and you're worried about what others are going to think about you, you're not going to get anywhere in life. And I think that's one thing, like, especially one, another mantra I love to teach preaches to be fearless. And so in anything in life, if you want to go after it, like, you can just do it. Um, and so I think just reminding women, like you're going to, there's going to be failures, like everything is going to be perfect. There's going to be highs and lows and we all learn. And I've been learning now for six years, what works and what doesn't for grown strong. And so for anyone who's just getting started, like, yeah, like you can do it too. Mm, That's good. I have a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah. Your biggest mistake either in CrossFit or with grown strong. Wow, man, again, so many deep questions on this <laughs> podcast. I love it. Uh, biggest mistake. I mean, that's so hard to say because I feel like in anything in life, you're not really going to like say, oh, that's a huge mistake. Like looking back, I think just another thing to remind yourself is like, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to have failures. And I think for me, like, I can't really pinpoint one of the biggest mistakes, because again, like you just have to move on. Life goes on. You can't be like, Hey, just because I did that, like it's over. Like you just, again, don't focus on the past. Like keep moving forward. Yeah. That's great. What's one thing that your fiance has taught you that you always hold dear to your heart? One thing my fiance tells me, I mean, (laughs) He tells me a lot of things, but I think for me is I'm always that person who I sometimes feel like I'm not like, I actually struggle with a little bit of insecurities myself. Obviously I'm in that high point. A lot of people think that I have it so good just with grown strong, with CrossFit training and everything. But I think I struggle myself to like, I feel like some days I'm not a good leader and I'm just like, struggling. And he's like, Lauren, you're doing so many amazing things. Like we have so much going on in our life. And there's days when I'm like, 
I just feel like I'm not doing enough for grown strong or I'm not doing enough for training. And he just kind of has to like remind me like, Hey, you're doing a lot more than others are doing. And just like, remember like to be so grateful and appreciative for everything you have because not many others get to do what you do. And so I think that's something like I constantly have to remind myself and I'm grateful that I can have those days where I do like cry to him when things get overwhelming. And he's like, Hey, like, let's write down your to-do list, what you have today. And just reminding me, like, I am a great leader and just to keep doing what I do because people do get inspired by me. That's great. That's pretty great. How did you two, if you don't mind me asking, how did you and Rasmus meet? I just love saying that name, Rasmus. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually the first because my uh, grandma, she did not like the name Rasmus. Oh, enough. wow. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. uh, grandma talks. I mean, you know how honest grandmas can be. Uh, but anyways, uh, we met back in 2014, which is crazy now. So six years, not anything romantic or special. It was just at the gym. So he moves. Oh, he moved to Denmark or moved from Denmark to the United States to go to English school. And then that's how we met at CrossFit Invictus. And then he asked me to go to the movies one day. We went to go see the Hunger Games. And Uh, then immediately after that, we were kind of on and off for a year just because I was like, I don't know about this. And then like he said, he was going to go back to Denmark. And then immediately we started dating after that because I told him I didn't want him to go. Oh, how yeah. romantic. And I, I mean, of all movies to go and watch, The Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hunger Games of all movies. That's hilarious. Uh, my second, <laughs> I got a couple more questions for you, uh, Lauren. And that, and that is, okay, so speaking about legacy, this is more of a, a legacy question. You've reached the age of 100 uh, right now and your friends have put together a mixtape of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done in your life. Don't ask me how they got it. They just did. And they put it together in a mixtape and they've shown it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that mixtape to say and to show about you and your life? (laughs) Wow, this is great. Um, I think for me, I'd love to obviously keep doing it would show that I've competed in the CrossFit Games probably now until I've been 30. Um, I want to win, be fittest on earth, whether that's on the team. Uh, so that's what I would love to accomplish one day. And I would love for it to show that and that I've just been an inspiration and been able to grow. I would love to grow, grown strong to over like 50,000 members to be so big, bigger than myself, like I would have ever imagined. And also to show that I have a happy and healthy family who's also going after their own dreams um, right after me and that I've been able to travel the world and continue to do what I love. I think that to me would have been a successful life. Mm. And what would you say is your biggest achievement today? Cause I mean, you've, you've had a lot. What would you say is your biggest achievement? Biggest achievement. Gosh, I should have prepared for this a little <laughs> bit. More. I love um, it. It's organic. Yeah, it's organic. Biggest achievement. I think honestly, I'm so proud of everything that I've been able to do. Like I, I don't think there's one achievement that I can like pinpoint again at 26 years old. I'm like been sponsored by Nike or I'm sponsored by Nike by some of the biggest brands like in the CrossFit industry. I've been able to travel the world to multiple countries. I'm now the owner of my own business grown strong. I've been the third fittest team on earth and hoping to one day get that fittest team on earth. And Mm. like, I'm just continuing to better myself as a person. Like, I don't think there's one achievement that I can be proud of because there's so many. 
Do you ever think you'd go back to individual and compete again at individual? I do. So I was supposed to compete as individual at West Coast Classic just because it was going to be in my home ground and I was really looking forward to it. But at the moment, team fits my, uh, just my schedule and my needs a little bit better. But I mean, who knows what the future will bring. I definitely had that fire to compete at West Coast Classic and the podium. And then all of a sudden it got postponed. So who knows what the future will bring. Definitely. My last question for you, Lauren, is what is your favorite film, your favorite actor, and the last movie that you watched? And you can't say Hunger Games. (laughs) Favorite movie. Wow. Another one. Okay. Just off the top of my head, favorite movie, The Sandlot. Yes. Yes. I love The Sandlot. Yes. I I grew up on that. Yeah. I literally grew up on that. I've seen it like more than 10 times. And my brother Garrett and I, funny story, we actually used to pretend like one of us would be the dog and then one of us would be, what's the kid with squints? Uh, yep. when the, was he the one getting chased in Sandlot? He was, uh, yes. He was, yeah. And so one of us would pretend to be squints and one of us would be the dog back when we were like five years old or whatever. And we would like run around our house. Uh, so yeah, Sandlot was one of my favorites. And what were the other questions? Your favorite actor and the last movie that you watched. Last movie that I watched, um, for what's the movie? Uh, shoot, last movie, Ford, the car movie, Ford versus Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari with Christian Bale. Yeah, and Matt that Damon. was so good, brilliant movie. I had me on the edge of my seat, I literally could not believe that, like the way it ended. Such that a was movie. Yeah, I can't wait until the movies can open because I love going to the movie theaters. Um, That was the last movie I saw. And then favorite actor. What's Paul Paul Walker from Fast? Oh, yeah. Who died. He used to be one of my favorite actors. Uh, Fast and Furious, another like one that my brothers, my brother and I grew up on. Um, I was really sad when he died. Yeah. So that was, yeah, one of my favorite actors. But yeah, now. Um, we're, le- we're leaving on a sad note. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving on a sad note. Sorry. Um, let's say Brad Pitt. Okay, Brad Pitt. Why not? Brad Pitt. <laughs> let's go with Brad Pitt. Happy note. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate your time today. Really enjoyed our conversation. I know we went deep with some questions, but that's what I do. What I love doing is getting to the heart of people and and why they do what they do in the first place and unboxing their story. So I really appreciate you, your time and what you've been able to accomplish as well. So keep doing what you're doing and where can people find you? They can find, so I have my own website, lauren-fisher.com. And if they want to learn more about Grown Strong, they can go to grownstrong.com. And then also my Instagram at Lauren Fisher and then Grown Strong's Instagram is at Grown Strong. Awesome. I'll make sure it's all in the show notes below. So thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you so much, Jay. I had a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Storybox podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can do so now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just by searching up the Storybox. And if you got something out of this week's episode, please leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and share it around with your friends and family. Let's start changing people's lives through powerful stories. 
You can also connect with the Storybox on social media for updates or to send a, a nice message via Instagram and Facebook just by searching up the Storybox. It's that easy. Until we dive next week back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget to share your story around. I'll catch you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.